Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Well, it's always interesting when a much-loved movie of a few years ago gets a, a reboot, and it is happening more and more often. Today, Alex, we are venturing into the world of Disney remaking one of their oldies. We are indeed, but the original, which was made in 1977... That was a live-action-slash-animated musical. This has no musical notes in it whatsoever. I'm talking about Pete's Dragon. I don't actually remember seeing the original. Maybe I did, but too many years have gone by. I, I like animation. I like live. The combination sometimes works better than at other times. This is really a feel-good story about a young boy who loses his parents in the woods in an accident at the age of about four and who finds comfort and joy in the company of a green dragon named Elliot over the next six years. I haven't seen too many dragons, have you? Uh, not lately. Uh, I haven't played Dungeons I, I could get myself either. in a lot of trouble, and I'm just not going to. Ah, very good. Yeah. Yes. Now, hang on, you're only on to your second marriage. There's yeah, let's just move, for... move along. Move along, nothing to see here. Hang on, hang on. You're only on to your second marriage. There's plenty of time yet. Um, and and by the <laughs> by the way, you're a bad man. I am a bad man. By the way, Basil Faulty called Sybil his wife in Faulty Towers. It wasn't a dragon. It was something else. But I, I he, presume he, he bet the... on a horse called Dragonfly. <laughs> Yes, he did. That's right. And by the way, folks, if you are interested in hearing a bit more about Faulty Towers, well, you can tune in to another episode of Movies First or Theatre First, both of which will have that review on there. So getting back to Pete's Dragon, the PG-rated in Australian movie that runs for 103 minutes. It's only when humans again re-enter the life of this youngster that things get rather complicated. For years... An old woodcarver called Mr Meacham, played by Robert Redford, has delighted children in the fictional sleepy town of Millhaven with his stories about a fierce dragon that lives deep in the woods of the Pacific Northwest. To his daughter, Grace, this is Mr Meacham's daughter, played by Bryce Dallas Howard, who works as a forest ranger in those very woods, these stories are little more than tall tales. That is until a chance encounter with Pete. Yes, Pete of Pete's Dragon fame, played by Oakes Fegley. This chance encounter takes place in the forest. And Pete is this mysterious 10 or 11-year-old with no family and no home to speak of. He claims to live in the woods with this giant dragon. And from his descriptions, Elliot, this dragon, seems remarkably similar to the fable dragon from Mr Meacham's stories. So what's Mr Meacham up to? Hmm. Well, exactly. Mr Meacham thought he saw this dragon many, many years ago, probably decades ago. Grace, being a forest ranger, is all about preserving the trees in the forest. 
But her preservation efforts appear to be compromised by her love interest, but particularly by her partner's brother. The two men operate a local timber mill, so they're all about chopping down trees. And I reckon Pete's Dragon is what I would term a nice movie, quote-unquote. In other words, one where I wish the fantasy, the improbability of having a dragon was actually true. It, it plays on the bond between an orphan and a dragon, mm. a large flying green animal. Every home should have one. <laughs> where would you keep it? And where would you, how would you go about cleaning up after it? Exactly. No, a self-cleaning big dragon. Come on, self-cleaning you know, dragon. You can tra- well, you can Come train on. a dog. So can you not train a dragon? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? It makes a mess on the floor. You rub its nose in it. It sets you on fire. Ex- very good. You've got it in one. So you've got this attachment between an orphan and a dragon. Dragons, the perfect pets for those who wish to self-immolate. Well, listen, you've already said to me, you're a mean pasty. You are. You don't want pets. And I've said to you, I will buy you. Remember we used to have those stones? Fine, buy the... me a dragon. No, I'm going to buy you a stone with hair on it and I'm going to sort of draw some a nose, a couple of ears and a mouth on it and maybe some eyes. And, and I want you to treat it with respect. And you'll be done for copyright infringement. Pet rocks were, were, were a, a 1980s thing. Is that right? It was 80s, was it? Yes. I think so. A, a few years after you were born. Yet I used to have a pet rock, and I used to love my pet rock. We had terrapins when I was a kid. We, we named them Jack and Jill. <laughs> we named them Jack and Jill, and it's fantastic. I mean, they were great as companions. I can't say they said a great deal to me, but Jack and Jill used to sort of crawl along the ground, and then both of them died. I was very upset. 1975, the pet rock was was, was initially conceived by Gary Dahl, an ad, advertising executive. Of course, it had right? to be an advertising man. Of course it did. So, all right, I'm going to resurrect. Well, look, did, did you hear the other day that the, the company that is now producing Sunny Boys and Razzers is, is stopped making them in. They stopped making them in August because not enough people were buying them. Yeah, did you not make Sunny Boys and Razzers well, in your... I did when I was a kid. People are now complaining, right, that the, you can't buy your Sunny Boys or your Razzers or your, your Glug Colas or what was the orange one, the orange explosion or something. No, that, well, I thought that was called a Sunny Boy, but there was also a green one. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, there's a reason why, okay? There's a reason why. And that's why. because people aren't buying them. Exactly. Now, people aren't buying them and suddenly everyone's complaining. Here's the simple truth. If you'd bought them, they wouldn't have stopped making them. You've got no right to complain. Well, hang on. Often it needs a campaign to get them back on track. Well, there was so here's a... the camp. Here's the... And this can is... we now? Can we this now? This is put... not the first time they've died. The Sunny Boy blocks. I'm sure that they died in the past. Well, I don't know. I haven't really followed the history of the Sunny Boy. Maybe though, we need to bring back pet rocks, and we need to introduce dragons into the. So look. <laughs> I mean, you can buy all sorts of other pets. Can we not... Get the a drag- dragon, the- feed it a sunny boy. They're both extinct. Okay. You're the sort of person who says that the Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy... No, don't, no, 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 don't, don't, don't you dare go there. If, oh, if, you, oh, you, oh, look, they do exist, folks, so come on. You know, get, get into the fantasy realm like Pete's dragon. And, and so, by the way, the clean green message in this movie is unmistakable because you've got beautiful forest landscape. And look, what my, Elliot, the the green dragon. Well, Elliot is a, is a, is a dragon who doesn't really show a, like, a great deal of emotion for others, shall we say? But what what both Elliot and also the young lad 
may lack in emotion because I think that's one of the problems here. There's not a lot of emotion shown, but what they may lack in that regard has been more than made up for by this angelic representation by Bryce Dallas Howard. She's absolutely wonderful as Grace. I mean, she's just just warm and fuzzy and all of that sort of stuff. She lights up the screen as this empathetic park ranger. And the counterpoint to all of this is greed and the search for fame and fortune as presented by the hot-headed local timber mill operator's older brother who's presented as the villain of the piece. Of course, you have to have a villain when you've got a story like this. So this is a ripping boy's own adventure with a great deal of heart. It even caused me to shed the odd tear. Can you believe that of the Disney movie? Absolutely. You shed a tear. How about that? Yeah, well, we were involved from the get-go because, I mean, I care about my pets, unlike somebody else. Oh, here we go. It's very simple. I don't care for my pets because I don't have any pets. Yeah, but (laughs) if you had a pet, it would probably end up being a rock. If I had a pet, it would wind up very, very hungry. Exactly. So we genuinely care about just what will happen to Pete and Elliot. I care about my grandson. He's far more important than any pet. I'm pleased to hear that. But, yes, my, my wife would beg to differ. But there you go. Because pets give you unbridled... in Well, they, they don't expect anything. And yet it's sort of unmistakable love, especially when the dog sleeps where I should be sleeping. But anyway, that's another story entirely. This is about Pete's Dragon. It's directed by David Lowry from a screenplay that he wrote with Toby Halbrooks. It was shot in New Zealand. And the settings, honestly, Chris, brilliant, absolutely glorious, beautifully captured by the cinematographer whose name is Bojan Barzelli. So I want to see more of Bojan's work because this was quite beautiful. So I liked it. Pete's Dragon, it's called. Rated PG in Australia. Runs for 103 minutes. There we go. Thank you very much, Alex. Uh, A score for uh, Pete's Dragon? Seven to seven and a half out of ten. And, you know, I'm thinking seriously that I'll have to have a talk to your wife about buying you a pet it will serve no purpose whatsoever you stubborn man you nice to talk to you we'll catch up again very soon thank you very much he's alex first i'm chris coleman and this has been movies first where occasionally we even talk about movies you've been listening to movies first with alex first and chris coleman subscribe to the full podcast at audioboom stitcher and itunes or your favorite podcast distributor this has been another quality podcast production from bytes.com Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.